0: Actually, oh,
1: have you seen this post I put on Facebook? That, um, I guess it was going around to different, like, universities, mm-hmm. and they posting a post saying that um, it's okay to be white. Oh, you want to come? You're ready? You're ready? I'm going
2: ask pain to open up
0: with me. Gonna okay. We're, we're going to start off, and then you just come in. Just come in? Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll start off, and then you just come in. Okay. Like, oh, my gosh, Donna's here. <laughs> ah!
3: Alive,
4: uh, <laughs> 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 right, so why don't we just get started? Okay. Renee. Mm-hmm.
1: this is Shannon.
0: And this is Kamani.
1: Welcome to Drink With Flirts.
0: And we're <laughs> we're not recording what we normally record. This is actually the place where the ill-fated Christmas episode was recorded.
1: Yeah, so we're in uh, like a Bucker's, what's called? Paul Robeson? Pa- Paul Robeson. I think. Building, I think. It has like a studio in here, so <laughs> I guess if y'all know where that at, y'all know where that at, so. Yeah, so we're here because the guest we're
0: interviewing is recording, or doing double duty um for the all politics our local radio show and this is the best place we could get to them mm-hmm. without you drove out here yeah <laughs> <laughs> drove um out here. but it's been a night a long two weeks things have been interesting mm-hmm. like now personal lives Which we won't i don't yeah. know ha- like i won't say what happened in mine just Venus from retrograde's been messing up my life <laughs> Like
1: I don't understand those things.
0: <laughs> I think what people are saying, like Venus in retrograde affects love life. So either people from the past come into your life, or like it just makes it complicated. Um,
1: so how do I know? How do I know? Like I don't know. When my like Gemini again, is sh- in
0: my Pluto. What? I don't know. Oh I God. have no clue. <laughs> You're actually the wrong person. Um, but my love life. Well, my personal life. <laughs> Has been a mess for the last month, going into November. Uh, but professionally, I've been okay. Like today, I was like on point <laughs> in teaching class because again, we're recording on Friday. But in my head, it was like I ain't get to. I needed to meditate. Didn't get to meditate. It was just ridiculous. A yeah. lot, is, a lot is going on. And if you know
3: me,
1: like know me, like listen. <laughs> a lot's been going on. I'm like, I get this message. I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Going missing and, like, turning it right. up. It's like, just like my huh? life's been a mess. A hot mess. And I want, like, I don't understand when my life became, an insecure, like, insecure.
1: It, it's natural.
0: Like, I was so, like I, remember, like, I want all y'all to remember early this year when Shannon's like, we got to find Kamani a boo. And, like, was really encouraging me to do this dating shit. He blames me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm just gonna get a Sarah, gonna have a baby. Oh my god. And now we're in November, and my life is like ridiculous. But anyways, how has your life been, Shad?
1: It's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. I'm just like, you know, my work. Uh, I don't think I have gave like an update on a- Dude. Yeah. On crazy what? Movie. How? Yeah, he's been hired. Yeah, so he's been hired and he's been here working for a minute and um he's just just different he's all <laughs> how old is he I think he's uh I'm 26 so he's like 22 23 Aww. was he homeschooled uh I mean I guess he's in college now wait what like um not on his master's he got. A, oh okay yeah he went to someone in them schools I don't know but it's just like I don't think he have, like, social like yeah, social, like, people skills. Uh-huh. So, like, him, like, trying to talk and, like, trying to word things in a certain way. Like, a lot of, like, the coworkers don't even understand what he's saying. So, I was just like, okay, just say it again and slow down and let me try to understand what you're saying. And I'm probably the only one that really does that. Uh-huh. So, it's just like, all right, well.
0: Shannon, he's going to, like, when he leaves, he's going to buy you, like, the biggest basket <laughs> <laughs> and, like, a gift because you were so nice to him.
1: People say I'm nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but otherwise.
1: Um, other than that nothing. I got a new car.
0: And it's a car. It's a car. Sunroof, heated seats. It's nice. It's
1: it's nice.
0: A, yeah, it's really
1: nice. I was mm-hmm. like, ow, oh, coming off the train. She picked me up today. So. Yep. Yeah. yeah, but that's only like the only big event that happened within the two weeks.
0: Yeah, Dang. I didn't go to D.C., like, initially planned.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, now that I got a car, we can do like a road trip. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but in the two weeks we've been gone, a lot has happened. And we'll start with the trivial and build up to, like, the serious, because then it leads into our topic for today. Right. Um, and by that time, my guest should hopefully be here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I make a you know. chime
0: in. Um, but... If you've been living under a rock, and you know we have already discussed this, the Cardi B, Nicki Minaj <laughs> beef, uh, it's like the thing that won't die. There's
1: some people that's thinking, like, yo, this shit is just a fake beef. They're trying to promote music by starting drama. And, like, I could understand, like, different ways, but I'm just like, uh. That's, that's annoying, though.
0: I want them to be for real. <laughs> like,
1: I was just cracking up. Someone said. She had 11 Water. W- what is it? Hennessy? She said, water buffalo built bitch. And I. Wait, Hennessy said that? Yes. Yeah, so I think she she said it towards like saying like, you know, Rahali. Because, you know, she's kind of a big girl. Rahali. Right. <laughs> Rahali. Big the girl. Okay. but I'm like, damn, a water buffalo. That's messed up. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up. I said, that, you must be angry to say some shit like this. This is fucked up but low-key hilarious.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I didn't listen to the 11-part series. Oh, that...
1: I had time. <laughs> what did she say? She was just saying a whole bunch of shit, like, yeah, because you got off of this song, I had it first, I had this deal first, uh, you did it, and just saying, like, little like, sh- shit like that, and Minaj was saying pretty much the same thing with different deals. And I'm just like, I guess. But like people like
0: Steve Madden started chiming. Yeah, in. Like, Little Mix. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, Little Mix from the UK. With like, I think
1: Steve Madden had really... Was he, what did he say exactly? Like, oh, that he never offered something to Nicki or something like that? It
0: was on The Shade Room. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like, it was just ridiculous. And I don't know. It was just really hilarious because... Then it was just like, "Okay, truce." And we're like, "Hmm, I want bars. <laughs> I don't know." And then like the memes that came out of it, like mm-hmm. <laughs> And again, I like both of them, <laughs> Man, but then so both, it was like, it was I feel like, like they
1: both ha- they both did some foul shit somewhere along the line. But one of the memes, the one you sent me, was like about like when Cardi
0: B writes her first <laughs> disc, like that was just wrong. That meme was wrong. It was wrong. like Mickey and like ch- children scribble. I was like, that is horrible. <laughs> that is so terrible. Uh, also, I don't want to be get the ire of Nicki Minaj. <laughs> like, but like we would, we've talked about like the blogger that just got like
1: trashed listen um, it was like a chain of events
0: <laughs> yeah so it's kind of it's really weird like just make some dope music
1: why is all this other stuff gotta right. happen. um the two tough females fighting you don't I, see jay-z and like diddy. someone else and diddy fighting diddy don't even rap i'm you sorry
0: don't <laughs> like diddy just makes money off of everybody up so yeah, right. how, That's came, that did. came
1: out right I mean, look how look, he did all them groups. Right. Like, this all is legit groups. a
0: thing. He made money off of Danny Kane, Day 26, and that white boy. And, that um, Donnie Klang. And then, uh, what's And the that band.
1: Name? Yeah, and the band.
0: He made money off of them. And then threw them to the side. Like, yeah, this ain't working. And wouldn't let them buy out their contracts. Or, like, made it just super difficult for them. Like, I remember, like, last year there was news that Day 26 was going to start touring again. That ain't happened yet. So I'm just like... Damn, are we that old, too, that we want Day 26 to start touring again, like, back in the day? hmm So.
1: I know uh, Dan and the is on tour.
0: But there's, like, three of them. Yeah. Like, two of them left. And one of them was the Dawn, the one that Diddy hands like, I think Diddy really just wanted her. hmm But he didn't want the other one as much. And then Aubrey was the one that was, like, the difficult. I, I remember, we used to, like, it was, like, yeah, the was one really- reality show everyone watched.
1: It um, real
0: too. Not everybody watched Flavor of Love on it. But like that one everybody watched.
1: hmm Because everyone knows who Dylan is. And then <laughs> from that show it went on to, you know, Day Twenty Six and mm-hmm. Danny Dan Kane.
0: Kane. Um so he had making there was making the band, making the band two, making the band three, and making the band four. But there's only three bands. The band, Danny Kane and Day Twenty Six.
1: So, who has two seasons then? Was it Danny Kane? Was it the band? It probably was Danny Kane. I think it was probably more Danny Kane because I remember it kind of went on for a while.
0: Well, yeah, because then they, making the band for was day 26, and then they extended and brought Danny Kane back. Mm hmm. Whatever. Uh, we get on that. <laughs> but <laughs> we all see Diddy and Jay Z rap fighting. Um, what else? There has been the girl from Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil is just,
1: he's Dr. Phil. You are fucking lying. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> um, you want to give people the context if they've been living under a rock?
1: Um, well, Dr. Phil recently had this girl on his show. I think she's like 15 or 16 years old, and she's obviously a black girl, but, you know, they're trying to say she's trans. <laughs> they're trying to say she's transracial. Rachel Dozo,
0: see what you did?
1: And she's talking about some yeah, I got the KKK on speed dial, and you know, black is ugly, and I have naturally straight hair. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about?
2: <laughs> so, Carmen Payne is doing a do a double segment. So you have Eric Payne with you.
0: Oh wow! He's an
2: actor. Introduce yourself. You oh shit! That was <laughs> <laughs> that not
0: a good thing. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, shit. no, no, no. It's fine. Uh, we were just getting
3: a the podcasting.
1: Yeah, we yeah. were uh, talking about treasure. Talk about from who? Treasure from Dr. Phil. Did you see this the video? The black
0: girl that says she's uh, oh, so white. Oh, says she's white? I yeah. just seen clear eyes. <laughs> um, but, so. <laughs> Donna always just does her own thing. So, we're just going to. No, cut. I
5: could, you want me to try me? I mean, I could join that conversation, whatever you want to talk about. Or I can go away. I didn't know, I didn't know she no, was going to no, no, no. your <laughs>
0: flow. Oh, no, it's That was fine. We could do it. Like, So, we'll get back to what we were talking about. What treasure? Yeah, you want to talk? No, continue.
1: Talking. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. I got you know. Uh-huh. like say what
0: you were saying since you were talking.
1: Oh no, I'm just saying that she's just ridiculous. Like <laughs> she was saying, like oh, you know, how the KKK, she had them on speed dial. You know, she said her hair was naturally straight, and that she had like this gorgeous skin. But I said, how you gonna say your skin is gorgeous, but it's not <laughs> white? But so you're saying not black. But you say you're not black.
5: Mm. Sounds like that Dave Chappelle sketch where <laughs> <that line. laughs> the blind Klansman and didn't know he was black and was up there <laughs> holding rallies and whatnot. You know? I don't know, but...
1: She's like a, a Uncle breakfast
5: Right,
0: exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um,
1: but did you see that after, well, I think a few days, her sister, sister came out, comes out and she says she that was she, she was lying, says she was running from the, the CPS. Yeah. I'm like, how do you track. run from CPS? And you fit in. I don't understand that.
5: You out on your own by them, right? Right. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about it? That's around, I mean, that's what, isn't uh, she kind of young? She's in your uh, generation, your demographic? Uh, how is, old? Or is she huh? younger Where than Oh, you said she was like 15, right? Like 15, oh, yeah. 16. My nah. yeah, mother brought her on the show. <laughs> um, I mean, she's younger <laughs> than you guys age to me. I I, I wonder <laughs> what's wrong with <laughs> the parents, you know, yeah. when, What did when you? a kid turns mm-hmm. out that way. So
0: we all, so... Why don't you introduce yourself okay. officially, okay. and then okay. you as well.
5: All right, my name is Eric Payne. Um, uh, what else you want to know about me? I happen to be in the other room. My cousin, Congressman <laughs> Payne, <laughs> doing a radio show. But I, I, I'm an actor. I've been in some uh, pretty, I guess, well-known African-American films throughout history. A movie called She's Got to Have It with Spike Lee was. I uh, started my wow. career, All right. awesome. and uh, then I did a movie with him called School Days. I uh, also did a movie called Malcolm X with him. Uh, I did a movie called Juice, which got me my hip-hop cred. I played the ex-husband who was mad that Omar was now... This is What kind of podcast? Is it Rated R? <laughs> no, That well, we... That Omar F's character was, you know, with. So um, that kind of got me my street cred where I was out one time and... Notorious B.I.G. came up and shook my hand. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, I was hanging out. And, and I had forgotten that a lot of you know hip hop fans, or even the musicians, they'd seen a lot of these movies that I had done. Mm-hmm. Also did a movie with DMX called Never Die Alone.
3: Mm.
5: Lived in L.A. for 17 years, did a lot of episodic TV and things like that. Uh, produced a movie, a social produced movie called Drop Squad, mm. starring Bing Rhames before he got Pulp Fiction, Eric LaSalle before he got E.R myself and a number of other actors, and uh, yeah, so and now I'm doing what my family does in public service and things like that. My cousin succeeded his father in Congress, so I always get my cousins back. I'm the one who's a little bit more extreme, a little bit more hardcore, so when you come talking politics like the Old rap heads, you just say keep it on wax. <laughs> <laughs> go outside them parameters because if you want to see crazy, right. <laughs> well,
0: we, we allow that. We're yeah. not, you we're know, not
5: PC. Well, yeah, well, like, not even say PC, but like we're not. What is PC anyway? It's made up by some people who didn't want to hear. Pol- yeah, I don't like. I feel
0: like or? it's been taken. Like people have used PC to weaponize it now. Mm-hmm. Like I think there's mm. people that are saying like. Regular conversations about equality and stuff or PC, and that's not right. right. And there's like conversations that people don't want to hear the truth, mm-hmm. and
5: I don't know. And they also hide behind free speech, right? Right. Yeah. So they ha- yeah. So, so we'll talk about that. Free speech. You okay? You yeah. So, you're like sure. they
0: want free speech for whatever they say, right. but you can't say mm-hmm. the same stuff. Yeah. Right. Ma'am, why don't you introduce yourself?
2: Ma'am, this ma'am is Councilwoman Donna K. Williams. From where? the great city of Orange, New Jersey, okay. where I was born and raised. Um, been elected since 2008. Um, prior to that, um, worked in various positions in public service. I worked in Superior Court, where I was a shop steward, um, again, serving the people. I've served in the United States Air Force. and. Uh, I love You're serving. in the service? Yes, sir. Wow, go like ahead. Another, see, no, learn something you new every day. revolutionary <laughs> right now. I didn't know you. The Air Force, though, the Air brain's Force. behind it all. You uh, know. Okay. <laughs> the Marines, ain't going to like that. No, the Marines yeah, right? is on the front line. No, they're on the front line. we <laughs> back there thinking. <laughs> oh, they protect them. They give them their due. Right. Um But, you know, serving our community and um, really love it. And, uh I think it's really important. I've learned, I've been elected since 2008, and every year brings new challenges. Like this year, voting, and how uh, I used to, as an actor, one of my favorite movies is uh, Talk To Me. And I remember um, um, leaving, Don the, yeah, Don right. Cito, leaving the movie Eddie theater West. about, yeah, about <laughs> Petey Green, right, Petey in, Green. in D.C. But I remember leaving, I went to the movie theater in Montclair to see it to see it. And I remember leaving the movie theater and said, wow, the 60s was a, you know, a very um, mm. challenging time. It was mm. like, you know, turbulent, a lot of was going on. Like, we, we don't have, we're not going through a revolution like that. <laughs> and I rolled over and look what we're going That's through right. right now. So but, this is right your now. fault. Yeah, oh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> it's, like, it's, it's
5: ironic it's, you say that, because I, I was thinking the same thing about uh, two things I want to talk about Petey, should, uh, Petey uh, Green, but when you say that, you know, when Obama got elected, there's thing about post racial America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're of a certain age, for, at least for me, I was like, oh, now what are we going to have to think about? Mm-hmm. America's not racist anymore. Mm-hmm. And what? because a lot of, you know, living, growing up, if you're my age or a little bit younger, your age, mm-hmm. that was the, our struggle throughout our life right. battling racism or the effects of racism in this mm-hmm. country. And I was feeling like, Where's my identity now? Mm-hmm. So I just want to thank the Republicans for helping me find my identity. <laughs> just, Again, just, and let yeah. me know yeah. that this is not a post-racial country. <laughs> right. This
3: is a, and,
0: still um, the
2: same old place. Who wrote the? Uh, I can't think of uh, author. Uh, we had eight years of.
0: Uh, eight years in power. Eight years Thomas in power. power.
2: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. and the the comparison because we met, uh, President Obama had his. Um, issues with race coming out. Mm-hmm. So you look at how he dealt with it mm-hmm. and how this president dealt with it and and how the difference of being a leader and how you deal with things in two different styles and the result of it. Because I think, well, was President Obama was the first one when um, the pastor, when he had to kind of defend the pastor and he came out. And I think that was even before, maybe before he was elected. Yeah, definitely. And how he dealt with it. was. And I also actually went, A couple of weeks ago, and watched McCain's concession speech Mm -hmm. that night, and how he came out to say, conceded to President Obama, and everybody was like, boo. And you know, McCain was like, calm, you know, stop, stop. So within 35 seconds to a minute, he was able to turn that whole negative tone of the crowd around as a leader, explaining, listen, he ran a very portable race, he did good, we need to give him his honor due, and now we all need to get behind him. But this person is just like well, this. Oh.
5: This is an individual <laughs> who has no integrity, and um, it's hard for anyone that is wealthy mm-hmm. to take a position where they have to. You you work for people. Mm-hmm. He works for us. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's very hard. Like Mitt Romney. You know, if you look at the debate that he had, where he turns to Rick Perry and says, "I'll bet you ten thousand dollars," and Rick Perry's like, "I'm not a bad man." Plus, he probably really wants to say, "I don't have to ten thousand dollars to bet." that mentality does not translate to service.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Always telling people what to do, being the man, and mm-hmm. Trump's mentality, period, does not translate to anything other than that takes attention away from him. It does not, it does not work for him. So, uh, you know, it, it, John McCain, I really realized this last year that, that all the differences we probably have with him, mm-hmm. all of us, Uh, probably all have the same differences with him. 98 percent of the things we don't agree with but i think that he was american hero because of that because of the moment when the lady called obama an arab we could have already been here where america is now had john mccain said you know what i don't know i hear (laughs) things (laughs) reports are (laughs) saying like like the the tenant now you know so Mm -hmm. but he chose to do the right thing and and that's You know, at those moments, Dr. King said, where do you stand in moments of crisis, Mm -hmm. not moments of things being comfortable. I'm paraphrasing. So Mm -hmm. I think that's what makes someone really heroic. And for our listeners,
0: we're talking about the upcoming election on Mm -hmm. midterm on November 6th. Mm -hmm. So this will probably be released on Sunday or Monday Mm -hmm. or before it. Um, And we're geared towards a lot of millennials. Mm -hmm. And a lot of, like, it's been... I don't know, an interesting two years or interesting period. Mm. Um, I don't know.
1: I just feel like a lot of a lot of younger people are looking into different parties mm-hmm. and seeing like, okay, well, we don't always have to vote Democrat or vote mm-hmm. Republican if they vote Republican. But it's just like everyone now have their own opinions coming. Like, okay, well, I don't want to vote for this person mm-hmm. because this. I don't want to vote at all -hmm. all because I think the whole thing corrupt
3: Mm -hmm.
1: so how me personally Mm -hmm. I feel like it's either we vote for who we really want or Mm -hmm. we're voting we're playing politics Mm -hmm. so how how do we make a decision especially in a climate like this
2: for me what I would say is that um well, I, I think it's a couple of things. It's, it's, so it's gonna be, there are gonna be down vote, down votes and everything, the um, Democratic, Republican, and then a down, whether it's the Green Party or different type of party, they're running in their own line. I would say, literally, um, vote like your life depends on it, and it does, because I have never, I, I'm 51 years old, and the way I think, see things rolling back, I've never seen them at this speed it's um, been
1: really quick it, it's
2: really and it's almost I, I can't even i don't even have words for it because it's almost like um, a jedi trick so kind of like he, <laughs> he over here doing it he's talking about this but he's over there doing right. that so and i understand as young people you do want to make your way because we um as I'm, I'm not too far removed from being young when my mother used to tell me to do things i'm like oh gosh here she goes. she don't understand it was different in her time mm-hmm. but the reality is is that um, now that I'm older, i realize realized there's a lot of things, most things that mom said and older people said made sense. So I would say vote like your life, depend on it. And right now, it's between those two parties. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing with, mm-hmm. wrong with um, strutting your own path and you know getting involved if you see another party or doing mm-hmm. um, different things. But I would ask that the young people, because millennial, you, you guys have the numbers right now. Mm-hmm. So your votes really do matter. And so you have to um, weigh in between two things. Uh, I would ask that they you weigh in between two things and figure out if the old, right, take the yellow legal pad out, mm-hmm. put the pros and cons on there. Mm-hmm. That yeah, was me like but, last yeah. week. like right. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <to weigh> <laughs> but it is. But there's nothing wrong with um, still trying to, you know, look at other things. But right now I would say kind of put your vote where it's going to make the most mm-hmm. at this point right, right now.
5: I, w- I would say that, like anything else, you know, when you have a large number of people, you need to, to narrow down perspectives. Like, say, mm-hmm. we all sit here and we want to come up with a dish that we want to make, right, for a party.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: You might have your idea, you might have your, you, we all have our ideas, right? So then we get together, okay, that idea's not going to work. So you kind of narrow it down to what we can all agree upon. Mm-hmm. So if you talk about 326 million people right. in a country, Mm-hmm. and then they have 435 representatives in Congress, every state has two senators. So it gets narrowed down to the people that you trust. Uh, I would say to millennials that you have to vote because say uh, a lot of black people want to be Republicans. I saw this, you know, those were, that was a black organization of mm-hmm. re- young Republicans that was in the, uh, with Trump that day oh. when he was talking, uh, shortly after the synagogue and he was talking crazy, mm-hmm. when he said lock them up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Republican Party, for the most part, what they do, their real actions are, Mm
3: -hmm.
5: hurt disproportionately black people Mm -hmm. and brown people. So therefore, to be the one that says, I'm gonna change the party, that's fine. But right now, the people that look like us are catching the most hell because of what the Republican Party is doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Right now, the people that are the age range of you guys, millennials in the Republican Party are trying to make it harder for you to pay your college bills. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's how you decide who to vote for, who, who's best in your interest. Mm-hmm. Right now, Trump is stripping away the environmental protections that you guys, when you get my age, the air's not gonna be as pure. Right. So I would say vote your interest from that perspective, but if it still doesn't get through then, go look through the whole, an old history book. Look at one of those old Eyes on the Prize videos where those black people, are getting dogs leashed on them mm-hmm. and, and water hoses leashed on them. Look at, just look at some pictures. If that doesn't make you want to vote, then I don't know what will, because a lot of people died. Those, those are people, and a lot of those times, those are people are trying to register to vote, mm-hmm. and they risked their life. So you owe it to them. You owe it to your ancestors. You know, when you say, I'm not going to vote, you're disrespecting the sacrifices that they made. You got to think about that. And I can understand being young you, is a tendency to think in the here and the now, but think about the future. Mm-hmm. That's seen, that's what makes you leaders. I've
1: seen people that just straight up say, I, I really don't even care. Well, what
0: were they saying? Why? Why did they say they don't care? Was it just they They don't just care? feel
1: like the they vote doesn't count towards anything. And then some people are just being lazy. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, what, like...
5: It's an understandable feeling, but you have, because people don't see the direct connection of how it affects their lives, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when Trump comes out and says, Uh, these immigrants are coming and that's something easy for the majority of of white people who happen to be racist, who happen to think Mm -hmm. one perspective because they're gonna take some, that's why they say fear is a driver, right? Right. Mm -hmm. But I also think that hope is a driver Mm. too, you know?
0: And I think that's something that's really interesting because when um, President Obama first started campaigning, he ran on like this hope Mm -hmm. platform. And it's kind of really, and as someone that like studies history, it's interesting to see how always when there's like these periods of progress or hope, so like post-emancipation re- or recon- reconstruction mm-hmm. and like the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. there's an imme- like immediate like backlash. Right. Where fear is like the main driver right. to kind of like curtail all of that. So it's like a lot of people have said that like at, after 2016, because they never thought this would happen, mm-hmm. like immediately after Obama's election in eight years, mm-hmm it was like swift and now like we're two years in and seeing just how vile it's gotten right, right. um where you have him saying like oh I'm sending 15,000 troops not mm-hmm. even like 1,500 15,000 mm-hmm. troops down to the border and if anyone throws a rock right they're gonna like, shoot them shoot them like and that's something that two years ago like wh- regardless of everything else mm-hmm. we can talk about that otherwise right. like sure. people wouldn't necessarily see the president of the US like outright saying that.
5: Shoot them. Right. And that comes because you have to, in order to treat people a certain way, and as non-humans, you have to see them as non-humans. So what Mm -hmm. we all know, they have to dehumanize them, make them less than. Mm -hmm. So therefore the barbaric treatment that you give these people is okay, just like the police officers. I was Mm -hmm. reading an article in a magazine, you know, I'm, I'm pro law and order in a society, all things being equal. Right, all things being equal and pure to the words, Mm -hmm. you protect and you serve, but we know that that's been used as a tool against us. Mm -hmm. And so when someone comes out and says a comment about are they gonna learn to not shoot, be trained, not to shoot black kids or whatever, that's a black person who's speaking out of frustration. Of course they know that all police officers don't do that. But then when the organization comes back or certain individuals of that organization want to make that person a target and a villain mm-hmm. and act as if they can't understand the reasoning why. And then I question your your uh your intentions. And Are you really trying to keep the status quo?
2: Especially when you're the professional because if I'm <coughs> not the uniform personnel mm-hmm. I am supposed to carry you know, right. the um the more responsibility I have, the onus is on me to be more responsible right. when we're out in there. I can be this Joe citizen being nasty and everything, but the uniform uniform personnel that's coming up to me should know how to deescalate and understand that you know, well, she's acting right. on emotion. When I have this uniform sure. on, I shouldn't act in my right. emotion. So mm-hmm. I think that those. And that's, in, and being a former military person, right. that's the so first thing actually. that's drilled into your head. Yeah. When you have this uniform on, it is no longer about Donna. It's right. about the uniform that you wear. That it has nothing to do with Donna. So, um, I, I don't know. So, the issue- I mean, that's the
5: whole, we could jump off into of that whole thing. I, I would just say from my perspective is that it's a the whole different flavor when you're actually going to the military as opposed to law enforcement, right? Mm-hmm. I mean...
2: But they're paramilitary. The requirements mm-hmm.
5: might not be... Well, I don't know. Yeah. How, mm-hmm. But, but you know, some cats just come out of high school with a GED or right. barely graduate yeah. high school and they're on the police force. So mm-hmm. is that the person you want to really be giving right. a go- mm-hmm. you, I mean, how many times have we been in right. high school see that dude from high right. school that's now a cop but you remember he used to get picked on right. <laughs> yeah. exactly. or he used exactly. to be a certain way mm-hmm. and yeah. you're like, you're
4: a cop. Right,
5: exactly. <laughs> so... Maybe we need to raise the standards, pay them what they're worth, pay them more money because mm-hmm. they deal with the public, they're there to protect the public, you got to have a better education, mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: and we'll pay you more money, we'll, pay, we'll make it really a profession, not just a, a gang in blue or, or some individuals that are trying to be professional and have to work against some individuals that aren't, that give them all a bad name or whatever, you know, so...
2: The funny yeah. thing is, that's out of state police is. State police is much higher standards, like 60 credits and more, mm. like FBI and all that. Right. Kind of but it is
0: really interesting to think of how 45 has like, tapped into these resentments among these certain populations. Mm-hmm. Um, as
5: Vocalized this, it, they've
0: right, always had they've, yeah, already, they, always, they've always had them mm-hmm. and they like kind of hid them. Mm-hmm. Um, because it wasn't politically correct right it wasn't PC so, so. Um, so he was able to like vocalize and told them it's okay to feel this way and like then you have these people like literally on like the people that were like unaware or weren't like tapped into it Mm -hmm. so for me it was always like looking online and seeing people comment on things about Mm -hmm. president obama or like black people Mm -hmm. interesting right it was like during the his presidency i'm like where are all these people coming from Mm -hmm. because you don't see them in the daily Mm -hmm. and then when the election started to pick up in 2015 Mm -hmm. you start seeing all these trump supporters Mm -hmm. really like oh yes trump and i'm like this is actually scary because he's saying all these things Mm -hmm. and these are things you were seeing like in secret for like Mm -hmm. the last seven years Mm -hmm. and now you finally get
5: to see people like really getting into it. And and a lot of those things, the crazy thing is it's surprising to see that those things, certain things aren't deal breakers for these people. Oh, no. The man comes out and and just totally disrespects Mexicans when most, you know, and a lot of times they, they don't really... Uh, quote his words exactly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because he does say, and most, and some, I suppose, are good people. But when you start out saying that, mm-hmm. wouldn't it give you pause about, is this the type of individual that mm-hmm. I, I really want to get behind? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or do you say, yeah, that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So when he says, let's separate uh, uh, women from their, their, their children at the border, that's not a deal breaker? I mean, what, yeah, exactly. I mean you have to question the individuals. Right. Mm-hmm. They've always been there. Right. They just now... Oh, now we get to talk, and, and it's interesting you say about the, the internet's getting exposed to that because i can remember when i first got on youtube year, about 10 years ago and we started reading some of the videos you know being person entertainment whatever so this is cool i can use this as a tool mm-hmm. but seeing like a video of obama or whoever and seeing some of the comments and some of these people just well, throwing out so the nasty, n-word or just yeah, for no reason just right just yeah. prejudice and racist for no reason like wow there's a lot of these and now, eventually, trolls or mm-hmm. racist trolls or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, a lot of these white people are really, wow, man. I'm... And you just think that I thought at my age, you know, when I was young and walking, going on marches with my dad or whatever, uh, I, when it gets to be my, when I get to be grown, it'll be better
0: well there's this anonymity yeah. like this fact that no one knows
5: who you are right yeah. or
0: like no one can really like find you mm-hmm. you ain't got uh, to get
5: the chin check right exactly stuff like that yeah. like yeah. you
0: know
5: like like
0: no one's gonna like show up at your door like what did you say about me because you're right. talking to like millions right no, yeah, and, course, and exactly. like other people are like affirming you um but, but, do, the,
2: you, but do you also find that like, I'm not the type of person that, you know, will get on the, and, and will do the troll for trolls. Mm-hmm. So do you find that people who are like, who are less like that are, are, are not like that, I'm either gonna tell you what I have to say to mm-hmm. your face or I'm not gonna say it at all. So, mm-hmm. so there are people out there that have that same, that they won't get on the internet. So you'll always see those type of people on the internet where you won't see mm-hmm. people like, I'm gonna deal with you face to face on the internet. So it makes them seem a lot more plentiful. Because I don't think I would ever get mm-hmm. on the internet and go, you know word
1: for word back and forth uh, I'm like how would you do that? That's a lot of time. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. a lot and I've fallen into
5: that. I've gotten to the point where and and it starts <laughs> with people who are associated with people you went to school with mm-hmm. like I went to school yeah. in Maplewood, right like mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. so now all these years later I'm starting to see all these classmates hey I seen the movie at the okay with friends but now I start to see where they, they, who they, who they are, are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and I'm going back and forth with some of them and some of them that know me and know my family mm-hmm. know that you you don't want to go down this road right. with Eric because he ain't like just you, mm-hmm. you're you going to get you're going to get signs dropped on. You're going to look stupid in this debate. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I had to do. But then I because I never took part in, you know, just these people trolling this. They don't know what they're talking about. But it just got to the point where I just was blasting people like you people come <laughs> over here. And I was on this one lady. We we're going back and forth. And she commented on a schoolmate, classmate's mind mm-hmm. post. And I just lit into her because they come aggressive. Right, they do. They come aggressive, and then when you come aggressive, they'll be like, hey, don't talk to me that way. Hey, you don't want to get slapped in the mouth, don't walk around slapping people in the mouth. Respect is given when respect is given. Right. Now y'all want this, but this is how they're getting over now. This is Trump, this is all of them. They want to talk all this trash, and then when somebody talks it about you, they say, look how, now the, the Democrats are mobs, and there's no. You're right. the mob. Right. No. It's, it's like
0: gaslighting. You know? Because yeah. a lot of
5: them are like saying like, oh, you right. are the intolerant left. Yeah.
0: And it's like, but you're the one saying that these people can't right. be like here. Right. Can't live here. Can't barbecue here.
1: Yeah. Right. Oh, like, like that all, of that. all yeah. that. whole, You, it know, can't, you can't even. It just can't exist. I'm going to be non-white.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, but it's really interesting because while you have some like the majority stay online, you also have the people that actually start acting out on yes. these words. Mm-hmm. So, the Russians, yeah, so like the Russians, but also like the Proud Boys. Did you see the the thing yeah. that happened in New, New York? York. So weeks? yeah. Like, that was before the bombing, the mailing of mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. bombing. Before the in a synagogue. The synagogue, yeah. and yeah. even the guy in Kentucky. Right, right. Which everyone is kind of forgetting. The guy well, in the Kentucky is what? What reminded me? He of? shot the two black he, cause people. Because he, oh, yeah. yeah. he
2: couldn't get into the church. Right, exactly. But the thing about it, if you remember, before the synagogue, before Kentucky, there were like two uh, rabbis, I believe, that mm. actually got. Um, in the streets of New York yeah, that, and yeah. it happened like weeks apart oh, I saw, and I was like one, one clip. what's going it, on It was you like a, and, and so, yeah. so it, there is a sense of how much are they pushing pushing to see how far they you know because you're like what is going on that you know people are just outright walking across the street and they punch you in your face and so on and right. so forth and mm-hmm. you and you and like you, there are people you know um as there's, you know, commuting back and forth to New York, there's, uh, you know, there's a different whole, I don't know, I mean, that you take on when you know like I stand back from the train tracks. you know I don't stand well that's up old school lo- yeah. that's and, even but, before I mean, this jump but even now you're like you just hear <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> know? but the, he <laughs> you hear the don't different don't people you never stand too close, to close <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> and you know and, and one of the things they even say millennials is like uh, when I stand with the big beats on on both ears and everything I'm like I would never mm-hmm. I'm always like one ear in and one ear out. that is me you got to have your street that's your street game you know you know so it, it, but there is something different that has empowered them to think that they... Um, they're safe. Yeah, they're safe, or or, or back to the point of, of, of Jim Crow South, you know, mm-hmm. you're here, permission of, and you need to act like it, you know.
5: Yeah, that, uh, that whole argument of go back to Africa, we built this country. Right. You know, now you guys are coming up a little bit younger, or a lot younger, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> you know, the things we learned my lesson in high school, like when I was fifth, not in fifth—not grade, high school. When I was in fifth grade, and the teacher talked about slavery. Well, slavery was black people were slaves, and slavery, and uh, being the only one in black class in the cl- only black in the classroom, everybody looks at me,
3: mm-hmm. like I
5: got some comment to make mm-hmm. on slavery. <laughs> <laughs> <Fifth grade. laughs> I'm like, well, it was really bad. Um, yeah, but uh, that being the level, the extent of our history. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and when people talk to go back to Africa, now now walking around as a woke educated black man and say what, mm-hmm. I could date my people back five generations. Mm-hmm. You're only three. Right. Welcome to my country. Right. Try to be a good new neighbor. Right. Yeah. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, it's mm-hmm. when you walk around with the education, you know, and 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 hear the the lunacy that these ignorant people say to you. you Either laugh, feel bad for them, or you just dress them down. Yeah. You are beneath me, right. you know. And to get have to get caught up and waste that energy, mm-hmm. is, is, is is the is the issue that probably a lot of young people don't want to have to deal with. Mm-hmm.
0: And, yeah, and even thinking about the recent announcement that Forty Five made about trying to do, which is quote unquote unconstitutional mm-hmm. to. Undo birthright citizenship. He's stupid. It's it, it, He's stupid. And also, like, I think it's Stephen Miller that's pushing it, because mm-hmm. Stephen Miller has been very anti-immigrant. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, and this is why, as someone that studies history, it's really important that people right. know history. Yes, right. Because the 14th Amendment was one of the Reconstruction Amendments mm-hmm. that came out after the end of slavery and Civil War and granted citizenship to all people born in the U.S. because in formerly enslaved people weren't considered citizens right. until right. this amendment was passed mm-hmm. so by saying that you really kind of
5: because de- there are more slaves in the country at the time at that time right and exactly there were slave owners right exactly That's- so
0: like there's this whole notion of like okay we need to limit who mm-hmm. actually is considered american because we don't want too many people able to vote and all this other stuff mm-hmm. so when he comes out and says like okay we need to like do this and like he's billing it as like it's just an immigrant thing for people that aren't undocumented mm-hmm. It's actually like this longer history of like, okay, now we can say who is actually a citizen in this country mm-hmm. versus just giving like people mm-hmm. being born in the land and getting mm-hmm. citizenship. And as like someone who also studies like the UK, yeah. well, like mm-hmm. Europe a little bit, they have issues with citizenship over there where people, because their citizenship is by blood. Right. So if someone's father is from the UK, but their, mother, like, their mother's from like Jamaica mm-hmm. or something, there's like discrepancies sometimes about mm-hmm. like, are you really the UK because you weren't your father's whatever whatever. Mm-hmm. So for him to try to say like, oh we want to do that instead, it's really kind of this move to kind of like, okay we can just say like, okay all these white people are actually citizens. Right. Like in yeah, that's all like, is. in my like worst case scenario mind, I'm already thinking like, they really want to try to eliminate the voting like who has vote power yeah, to vote oh, against oh, them. They're
2: all over it mm-hmm. and yeah. while we we know. The Browning of America? Mm-hmm. It's like we know and they're studying how can we undo the right. Browning of America. Well, they're and studying they're South Africa. Right, mm-hmm. right. yeah, model, exactly.
5: And minority rule, that's right. why the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. so they, they got this clown on the Supreme mm-hmm. Court. Yeah. They got the appellate courts. That's why it's important to vote Right. Mm-hmm. because when you have people on the city council who could do things that affect the county, who could do things that affect the state, That's right. the state draws the lines mm-hmm. for the Congress mm-hmm. people, then you have that power. That's why in Texas, brother was just talking about, you know, they limited, they changed the textbooks, mm-hmm. and saying slavery was, well, whatever. They yeah. came over for a better <laughs> <line>. job. <laughs> <It's> whatever <laughs> kind of like, bullshit yeah. that, excuse my language. Oh, no, 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 you're fine. Uh, whatever kind of me. stuff, I mean, stuff like that they're trying to say. I mean, um, this is a, a myth. This country is a myth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They came over here, killed off the indigenous people, mm-hmm. made up a myth about themselves. Mm-hmm. Every book, poem, movie they made was to support that myth.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: And, and so we built, yeah, right. you we know, the built this, <laughs> this foundation on this crooked foundation, mm-hmm. and they all just keep piling on. Yeah. I mean, look at the phrase cowboys. Right? right? That mm-hmm. wasn't a, originally the white; they wasn't calling themselves that. Mm-hmm. They called the slaves that. Mm-hmm.
2: All of a sudden, it's
5: romantic. Okay, we're making right, movie about yeah. cowboys. Exactly.
2: And and <laughs> but we think I'm born in '67, and I guess in fifth and sixth grade, our big uh, social studies history lesson was the melting pot. You know, mm-hmm. like everybody, this is America. Everybody come everybody in. Everybody came over. You know, come life. in. You know, we accept all. You know, and by you know tenth and eleventh grade, everybody should vote. And now it's all. and, and I almost think. It was a little bit 11th, 12th grade was like, you know, our vote don't count. It's just, you know, it's just we don't do this. But then you learn because, but one of the things, I I remember when I um, ran the first time for um, city council, I wanted to, I prepared myself for the answer. What was my voting record in terms of casting my vote? Or am I only voting now because I'm running for city council? And I have always voted since they actually start um, recording recording it. It's back to 85. And I was like, you know, that's something. It was almost, Mm -hmm. uh, well, we made a big deal when we graduated from Orange High School. Uh, Mr. Bryant, he was like, you need to vote. And what are you going to? And he also did a, a class, and probably him, being a black teacher at Orange High School saw something that he wanted the students to really mm-hmm. feel part of the community. So not only are you going to vote, but what are you going to do to come back and get sh- make sure that your community is good? What do mm-hmm. you want to do mm-hmm. to be part of it? Um, I, I really, you know, now what I see for young people is that you guys don't um get involved until something hits you mm-hmm. you know like oh yeah. I would well, like oh my tuition's going up mm-hmm. you know like uh, how you can bring something back to oh if I would have voted for this person right. maybe this rule wouldn't have happened, and that's why I gotta get mm-hmm. it as opposed to you know always um feeling empowered to vote and how important it is to vote um I was I just did a voter registration at Orange High School okay. and I was and, and it's just a different way of teaching you know yeah. I know when I was in school we knew our Social Security you number, know, we knew Democrat, Republican, and you know, the students, when I was talking to them, i go to registration, none of them knew, like, mm-hmm. somebody's basic, and the civics is a whole, it's taught, or maybe not taught, a whole different way.
0: Well, civics for me was an elective. And oh. I only, got only the was, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and I only took it my senior year. Right. because like it was put on my schedule mm-hmm. because i was a senior i didn't really mm-hmm. have that much space i don't
1: think i don't remember having civics and yeah. it was like
0: the way they did that orange high it was only certain communities that were it able to see, take.
1: and now i've really done like that because yeah. i crazy. wanted to take but i couldn't, exactly. couldn't take i couldn't take a financial class because really? right. it was a different community i was right. in art yeah. so yeah. i was taking a whole bunch of art classes yeah, yeah. See. so, so but country.
0: like civics w- is one thing Like. A lot of people don't know about even that are like because we I remember even in the class we took like a mock citizenship test Mm -hmm. and at the time I was helping my mother study for hers Mm -hmm. because if she got it before I turned 18 I was 17 at the time Mm -hmm. I would automatically get citizenship so it benefited me
3: right
0: and the only reason I did well on the test compared to all my other classmates was because I was helping my mom study for hers Mm -hmm. Mm And that's typically the case with a lot of people that are like American, like right. born in the US, like have generations in the US. They don't really know these questions. Right. Take it for granted. Yeah. Take it for granted. So, and the fact that civics is still like an elective mm-hmm. versus something, because even after taking that class, i felt more empowered, mm-hmm. like as a high school student, like knowing like, okay, this is how basic understanding of how right. government works. So I guess the question I wanted to ask, both of you kind of talked about like the local level and how it affects the federal because the, and people like you always say like you're on the show called All politics are local mm-hmm. can you talk about why that's so important because a lot of times like yes things from 45 in this administration are terrible and they affect us mm-hmm. but like you're saying like congressional districts are drawn more locally closer to us mm-hmm. our city council members affect our lives really closely mm-hmm. the various questions that are on our ballots that affect things like can you just explain why it's also important to stay because I know midterms don't necessarily get as typically as much people mm-hmm. as like the general, mm-hmm. um, but these smaller, like these local elections, why why are they so important that we tap into them?
2: Well, I'll start. I, I would say for my New Jerseyans, you know, one of my... Um, Famous heroes is Fannie Lou Hamer. Mm -hmm. And one of her famous speeches that she said, I'm just all this while I'm trying to vote, you know, at the end of her speech. All this just, you know, they threw me down, they did this, and all this, my dress went up, all this while I'm trying to vote. You know, it really hit me when I realized that that speech was in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Mm. They had came, you know, the Democratic Convention. Yeah, what happened in Atlantic City that Mm -hmm. year. But that was a speech and how the, and everybody should watch it often, and kind of you know this. Sometimes things bring you back to a place where we need to be. But how even they, the president, at that time tried to um, construct a whole new event so that the speech wouldn't be televised. Mm. That he was going to do something else. But you know when you go back into the history, but I would say it's really important because everything that you do is based on your legislators, whether it's your local, your county, all the way up to 1600. Um, One of the first pieces of legislation that happened that really hit me when I came in is where uh, my colleagues wanted to write legislation to penalize young people for wearing sagging pants. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And realizing um, in a municipality, if a young person goes into court, he can't be seen at a municipal level, he has to go to superior court. Mm -hmm. And I had the advantage of working in superior court realizing, you know, first before I became elected officials that I don't want a young person to have to learn anything before a judge. I would hope they learn it at home. Mm -hmm. Or even if I'm walking down the street and I might say, hey, pull up your pants, young man, but not by way of a ticket Mm -hmm. and appearing before a judge. So it's really important because we write laws that affect you Every day, mm-hmm. from which way you're going to drive on the street, and so, and um, what time you put out your garbage, it, it's really important. And I know we all come out for the federal uh, presidential election, and we should, but you can knock on your local person's door. Mm-hmm. Where you got to get in a car and drive down to D.C. So, all there's a saying: all politics are local, and the effect is much quicker <laughs> than you can believe from your taxes to how um, rules are um, put upon you from your day-to-day living. So you have to get engaged and you have to get involved. And and really quick, we, we're doing a lot of changes in Orange. And we have, um, they say a population, last census says a population of 30,000. We probably have about 50,000 people in Orange. We have about 17,000 registered voters. Every time we get ready to do something major, and we do, a big um, a forum to come out to hear the people talk so they can have some input on it. 20 people come out. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at the numbers, so maybe let's say 30,000 registered, 30,000 citizens by the census, 17,000 registered, and 20 people are coming to the forum to give their input. So it's again, a minority are making decisions Thanks for the majority. majority. Right. We can't continue to have that. You have to get involved. And then again, we'll now we'll go to Facebook and I'll have a thousand people <laughs> commenting about something but you didn't do this but you, you had opportunity to come out and talk mm-hmm. so I love for people to get involved I love for you to um state your position and more importantly your 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 one idea may be the idea that we need mm-hmm. that makes something better for our town that changes the course of something so nothing is too small because if you think it um and so, you know, you never know. So, I think it's really important. And I really can't. Um, I love I, an, an experiment I do when I go into a classroom as a council person. I always uh, have the student stand up, there's 25 students. I'm okay, sorry. we're going to. Um, okay. Okay. I just, um, and, and just have them ask a question How many people want to stay to school to 8 o'clock p.m.? And guess what, you know, they start thinking about it. So if you bring it home to them, they'll understand. And most things are so far-fetched that they don't think, like they think immigration is real far off. But guess what, in my town, immigration Mm -hmm. is really important.
5: Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I think it it builds the foundation for larger, locally builds the foundation for the larger elections, Mm -hmm. right? Municipal builds the foundation for the county. County builds the foundation for the state. Right? So if you go out and you vote for your assembly person, Democrat or Republican, those assembly people that are your state government, they're drawing the lines
3: mm-hmm.
5: for the congressional districts. Right. If you have more Republicans, just like the gerrymandering has taken right. place, they're going to draw lines to make themselves have the strength. So that's why it's important that we go on these local elections, particularly the midterms, because right. the midterms build the foundation for the presidency. Mm-hmm. So if we take over the House in the midterms, then that foundation is laid for the Democratic president that comes in right. there. So I'd say it's about building the foundation. And if I could say something to young people, something that I wish someone had said to me when I was younger, look towards the future. Like I say, don't be in the here and now. Don't be so willing to be part of the fad, what's going on now. to be. Think about the future. Look at yourself 10, 15 years and have a plan and see where things are going. Because for me, I never had adults to say something as simple as, hey, you know, you might want to start saving money because you might want to buy a house one day and you're going to have to get a mortgage. And since you're probably not going to have $30,000 on hand to put down on the house or $200,000 is going to be a lot harder to come by, Mm -hmm. that's why you pay a mortgage over 30 years. Mm -hmm. You know, you need people to explain those things to you, Mm -hmm. those real-life things that if you don't have anybody explaining those to you, letting you understand that, then you're not going to know.
1: See, but that stuff was optional in our high school. Right. see So yeah. it's just like, if that was a requirement, I think a lot of us would be And it should be logical. a
5: requirement. Things like that, should you should be able to take financial courses. Mm-hmm. That's going to teach you how to survive in life, right? Right. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I mean, I'm just saying it. You guys want to have the congressman say a couple of words?
3: Yeah, he goes. Tell me what he goes.
5: <laughs> Tell the Millennials to vote here, Congressman Payne. <laughs> oh, wow.
3: I'm sorry, what's
5: your name again? Come on in. Come on Mr. Shannon. How is How Congressman are you? Don Payne. Congressman
0: Donald Payne. Yes,
4: of the 10 congressional district in the state of New Jersey. Millennials vote. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't expect this to happen. Um, no, yeah, we were just talking about why it's so important to vote, but also, like, why the local elections feed into the larger... Um, presidential and general election. Um, especially with everything going on in the country, we were discussing like the rhetoric and why it's so toxic and everything mm-hmm. going on and how it's really important to get out there and vote and create a positive change. So what would you say to a lot of the young people that might feel disillusioned um, and they wanna like see changes in the community, but they don't necessarily know how to go seeing that?
5: Well,
4: um The philosopher Chuck D of Public Enemy once said, don't believe the hype. Um, The reason you see this negative rhetoric is because there's someone that wants to disenfranchise you. Mm -hmm. I think Oprah Winfrey said it best yesterday Mm -hmm. uh, in Georgia, stumping for Stacey. Um, And she said, um, you are dishonoring your family. You're dishonoring your ancestors when you sit on your hands and don't vote. Mm. They died, they marched, they walked, they were disenfranchised, they weren't allowed to. Mm. You are dishonoring your ancestors as black people when you don't vote. And I think that was the most compelling argument I've heard in terms of why people should vote. If it wasn't important, why would people take so much time to keep you from voting? Mm -hmm. If it didn't matter, why would they go through the Supreme Court disenfranchising people and and rolling back voting rights? Mm -hmm. You know, why? Because it's not important? No, because it's very important. Mm -hmm. You know, people don't do things that aren't important. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, why, why would your grandfather in Georgia have to show up at the polling place and count how many jelly beans there are in a glass jar. And if he doesn't get the exact number, he can't vote.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I mean, the, the lengths that they went through to keep us from voting. Why do people die in the South? Blacks and whites, registering people. Why, why were people killed for it? Mm-hmm. So there's gotta be some reason, it must be important. Right. And so, you mm-hmm. know, Millennials were very probably one of the most educated generations that we've had to come along not understand what this means is 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 and maybe we're not doing you know I know we're doing a disservice as as the adults the way we act at times mm-hmm. and the things but to not understand how important this is uh, somebody's not doing a good job and and I I will assume some of that responsibility Uh, We must not be doing a good enough job having our young people understand just how important this is. Politics is everything. Politics, there's politics in your home. Mm -hmm. There's politics in your home. Mm -hmm. Well, Johnny, eat the the greens. Well, I don't want to eat the greens. Well, if you eat the greens, then you can have ice cream. It's politics. Mm -hmm. It's politics. So it, it touches every aspect of your life. And politics, all politics, I just came off a show. You know what the name of the show is? All All Politics Politics. is Local. Because you get to choose who is on the school board, who's educating your children, who's going to work in your best interest. And it's a matter of holding the people that you elect accountable. That's really what it is. If I'm not doing the job, then you know what? You look at me and you say, you know what, Payne? You're not doing what you need to do so you know count your days because you're done next time people respond to that people respond in politics people respond to strengthen numbers so if you show up and say you know pain i don't like you and i don't think you're doing a good job i'm going to listen to you but you're one person but you show up with 25 people and say pain we don't like you and we're going to do something bad, Payne pain is going to like you know um stop and take a look Mm -hmm. and start counting so it's strength in numbers and the millennials have the numbers you can dictate a lot Mm -hmm. of who it is and who it isn't so you need to understand your power Mm -hmm. you need to understand your power and your strength Mm -hmm. and yeah it's a turnoff. look there are votes I take in congress that I don't like Mm -hmm. but it's my responsibility and obligation to step up and do what I need to do and what I think is in the best interest of my constituents based on what my interaction with them is. Mm. And I'm more of a listener, and, and on the, the congressional level, I think you have to be more of a listener than you know, articulating and, and, and that, t- because you are their representative. So what I do is I listen to my constituents, and then I articulate on the floor of Congress what they're feeling, what's important to them, letters that they've written to me. It's the House of Representatives. And uh, I take that very seriously. Um, I'm a very fortunate person to have the people in the 10th congressional district allow me to be that voice. And I really uh, respect um, the, the, the the obligation that I've been given in, um, with that. And there's a lot of responsibility that comes along with that. So, um, you know, I work hard every day, um, you know, um, People sounds great, Congressman. Oh, it's not a glamorous job. It's it's a it's a it's a tough job. I mean, there are no weekends. You know, I'm seven days I'm working. And when I go to Washington, I go to Washington for four days a week, either Monday through Thursday or Tuesday to Friday. And then guess what? Oh well, you no, there's no weekend because then you come back here, mm-hmm. and there's the NAACP and you know the, the the bronze shields and and you know all of the responsibilities back at home that you have to do or else people say you're not around you're not doing you know mm-hmm. we never see you right so it's you know it's it's a constant it's a constant grind but I like it I, uh, I really uh, respect um, the people of the 10th district and allowing me to be uh, in this position uh, to serve on this level is 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 a real honor mm-hmm. to serve on that level I mean just think you know, I interact with the President of the United States and get into disagreements with President Obama, didn't agree with him on everything. And, you know, um, you know, although, you know, most of what he was about, we were for, but there were times where there were things I couldn't support. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he didn't like that at times. And so, you know, I never got to get on Air Force One. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know. Which is like a milestone. You know? <laughs> and on Air Force One, you're doing something, you know. Right. But based on what I did, I was never able to get on Air Force One. So my big joke was, I, I used to tell people, I said, I'm going to have to wait for Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that work out? <laughs> well, I, I'm, st- I'm still waiting. So, but uh, but no, it's it's um, you know, uh, it's we haven't done a good enough job, I think. Um, conveying to Millennials the importance of this um, I think also you've come up in a time where everything is instant gratification you know you know you, um, the attention span is you know snapchat I'll never I, you know I mean Snapchat's Instagram dying. is bad enough <laughs> <it> goes, <laughs> Instagram is bad enough it goes away in a day I miss it you know, but I mean you know the, the so at the, the rate that that you're moving mm-hmm. um, it doesn't really allow you to formulate right. any policies and mm-hmm. have long discussions because the attention span is, you know, mm-hmm. if you can't say it in three words, y'all don't you know, you mm-hmm. really don't 140 characters. You, you know, you don't wanna you don't wanna know about mm-hmm. it. But I mean, you know, you know, the Declaration of Independence would have never been written <laughs>
5: if <laughs> if it was in this
4: time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we we, we, we we need to do a better job in articulating to you why. It's important, and do a better job in terms of, of showing you the real example of, of why you should be involved in this.
0: So, what would you say the young people that want to get more involved in the political sphere? So they are dissatisfied with what's going on. They want to make their voices heard and, like, actually try to create progressive change. What would you what advice? Would you give to them?
4: You start. You start organizing. You start showing up in meetings. I guess the best example is Roz J. Baraka. Mm-hmm started out in the streets, decided um, when he came back from college, he ran for mayor in 1994, mm-hmm. um, Actually, which I was enamored well, I was enamored by, um, you know, what he was doing at his age. I'm a little older than him. Mm-hmm. And so to watch him do that at his age was just incredible for me. I've been, you know, in political life all my life mm-hmm. and to see him at that age, it was like really incredible. Um, my uncle was running in the race, but uh, you know I still respected what, what Raz was doing. Um, it took him 20 years to get to mayor. Uh, he ran in 94, he wasn't elected till 2014, but he was persistent, consistent, and stayed at it. And that's the thing you have to do in this, in this thing. My father um, was the first African American congressman in New Jersey's history. He lost three times. Right. He lost two times before he made it. Yeah. So you know, um, there has to be a certain persistence in this. If it's really what you want to do, it has to be. It, it has to burn in your heart. You have to, you know, you have to want it. You have to really want it. And that's what people first asked me. I said, "Well, you know, does he have the fire? Is it the, is it the burn? You know?" And you know, I had to convince people that, uh, yeah, I had it and so it's about starting where you are like you know look in your community what's missing in your community if it's about you know boys that that are wayward and don't have dads and then start trying to organize the boys in the neighborhood if it's if it's um you know women that need help you know start you know and and you build a reputation i was the my platform was built off of student transportation. I was, um, I started out as a school bus monitor for an educational service. And I was able to work my way up from school bus monitor to supervisor transportation over a period of time. And see, that's the thing too about this. You guys, gonna have to invest some time in some mm-hmm. things, you know. It's about, a, it's a building process. It's not, you know, it's not the lottery where you, you buy the ticket and you look that night and you won or you didn't win. It's a building process. So I'm talking about that time at the transportation was 10 years. I started out on the bottom, school bus monitor, going out every morning, you know, monitoring buses, but I showed an ability. And the thing for me is I've always been good about, you know, let me get in the door. I know, you know, and I'll go in on the bottom. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me because I know that's not where I'm going to stay. I just need to get in the door. And so I got in the door, and 10 years later, fast forward, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm running the whole show. Mm-hmm. I was a school bus monitor checking buses. Now I'm responsible for 10,000 children a day on 800 buses a day. Mm-hmm. But it was a building process. Mm-hmm. And what that allowed me, being involved with that many children, their parents, the schools, the administration, the Board of Education all got to know me because I was working on these issues around children's special needs. Mm -hmm. They were very handicapped children. And I had the worst cases because for some reason I was able to, I I don't know, I just Mm -hmm. got good at it. And um, that was my platform. And that allowed me at one point in time to say, wow, if I'm doing this well with making sure these children get to school, you know, in a safe manner, then maybe I can help their parents as well and so that's when I entertained running for um for 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 um, freeholder and then I went on to the New York city council but it was that platform right. that I built in the community where people knew me knew my work and were willing to you know support, you. support yeah. me so it's it's a building you have to get a platform where people are going to have you know a confidence in you mm-hmm. now I'm not going to I'm not going to deny the other part of it, me being Donald Payne Jr., mm-hmm. and my father having such a great reputation was helpful, too. That opened the door, too. It's like, um, I use the analogy, it's like, you know, if you're in the supermarket and you, you're going down the aisle and you see Heinz mayonnaise, and you go, Heinz mayonnaise? And then you're like, oh, well, the ketchup was all right, so maybe the mayonnaise <laughs> is okay, too, you know. So, so you know, um, that's, that's the way I, I explained it. And um, you know, even sometimes people say, like, "Oh, well, you're Don Payne Yeah, and I don't shy away from that because mm-hmm. guess what? He was a great individual, mm-hmm. and every single day I'm trying to be like him. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're absolutely correct. My son says he wants to be like his grandfather. Somebody looked at me like I should be upset. I said, "I'm not. A I'm trying to be like him too." So <laughs> we're all going down the same path. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, it's it's been you know a great experience but I would say to millennials, you gotta start where you are and see, look around and see what what is it that's bothering you about your community mm-hmm. and then try to step in there, go to council meetings and make yourself heard. Mm-hmm. You know, you uh, people don't realize but the respect that you earn from, you know, your community and people um, coming to those council meetings and having something concrete to say, mm-hmm. not just yelling to be screaming and, you know, mm-hmm. just acting crazy, but if you have, if you have um, some concrete issues and facts and things that you need to feel to be addressed, people will respect that and take you seriously.
2: Mm. You know, Congressman Payne, I think about a, a great example of millennials was when the shooting was in Florida and how that platform fired those, the group mm. of your colleagues, um, when your young people in Florida were upset about the shooting. The Parkland, how, yeah. Yeah, yeah Parkland. Parkland and how they got, Uh, uh, And and they did, because they had the numbers, they had the platform, and what they were able to do, even that short, uh, some people pulled money out of different organizations because of the numbers and Mm -hmm. everything, so it was a quick look at them. I'm not sure what they're doing right now, but that even, I mean, they traveled around, they were here in Jersey, so they created they had a platform they created some goals that they were met and they met some of most of them and you know so that's a great example mm-hmm. i was you know just seeing mm-hmm. what they do because they were passionate and because they were immediately affected by right. it they were in that classroom or in that school
5: also too, you have to remember uh, martin luther king was 26 years old mm-hmm. when he was thrust into a position of leadership mm-hmm. all those years ago and you know and, and that was a whole young people's movement right. at that time uh, from him to Stokely Carmichael, Snick, Snick, and all you know, those so. college kids. So. Yeah. So.
1: Wow. Thank
0: you all so much. I did oh, expect this. <laughs>
1: <Yeah, laughs> just a little, a little bamboozled. But <laughs> 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 <just> bamboozled. <laughs> we're like, oh, we're just going <laughs> to
0: interview Donna, and then she like, brings yeah. all oh, everyone yeah, all over. But yeah, thank you I all guess. so much. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, any final recommendations or words you have for our listeners?
4: Please, please, please vote. Vote your conscience. Vote your pocketbook. Vote, vote your interests. But just, just vote. Um, it. Like I said, I think, I think Oprah said it best. You're dishonoring your family and your legacy uh, if you do not do it.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Anyone else? No, I, I'd say that's it. Uh, that vote like your life depends on it, cause it does. Mm-hmm. You know. Thank you all. Mm-hmm. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, thanks, listeners.
0: You know where to find us. Um, and we look forward to having you back next time. Thanks. Bye.